welcome to Lease FM. I'm really honored and happy to be joined by a person who's in my inner circle today, um, the amazing Ashley Kordick, or as I refer to her as Ash. Ash. Thank you so much for having me. I am the one who's honored to oh be here. Oh my God, stop. We're also my honored. best friend. <laughs> Yay. Um, so, you know, if you're already annoyed with our gushy tones like turn off the podcast because it's going to be a lot of that because we just love each other um but no ashley has been a contemporary in my life since since our days at college radio station wpg Mm. 1071 um champagne's alternative and she since then has blossomed into a traveler um a total just lover of life and writing and storytelling and friend collecting and everything creative so you know she's one of the first people that ever knew that I was going to even start this podcast so I feel like it's really fitting for now episode 28 to have her on wow 28 yeah I know it's exciting how special it's a lot and a little you know it's haven't hit the middle age yet so I've got time 28 is a special number. Is it? I mean, you made it past 27. The 27, magic yeah. number of 27. Is it magic? Because that's my favorite number, 27. Well, all the coolest celebrities die when they're 27. Oh, that. I guess <laughs> so it's I didn't not die. so magic. <laughs> right. You didn't die. I just didn't die. I didn't release it yet, but come Friday. <laughs> okay, great. Off to a great start. So, hi. Hi. Um, This is just funny because we've, I don't even know if we've ever been on the air together. No. Really? I did I hire you at WPGU? No, Bill Hinderman did. Ah, okay. But and you were my boss at one point. After that, yeah. And yet we funny. have never talked no. on the air together. And this is great. I think we're sounding great so far. <laughs> I love it. And four minutes in, we're already uh, a little self-serving, but that's uh, what it's all about. So, Ashley, tell me about um, your first kind of creative instinct in your early life. Um, you know what? Or why did you kind of come to be this creative person that you are and who kind of guided you there? What's the first name that pops into your head mm. or experience or, you know? Sure. Um, yeah, I was thinking about this today because um, I was thinking about influences and everything that was coming to mind was like current and things that I've experienced in the last couple of years. But I was thinking back to... Uh, childhood and um, things that come to mind right away are jazz music and comics um, I my mom would play jazz music a lot in the car and just like jazz radio and I just distinctly remember that being around a lot um was it wnua wnua yes. yes that was it i couldn't remember and now you know what that station is 95.5 ah, it's I a spanish speaking station oh boy mm-hmm. yeah yeah but that but was it and uh i think that molded some part of my brain to love improv in a way or just jazz just makes you think in this like almost risk-taking way that isn't super thought out um so which is i attribute that (laughs) to my uh spontaneity yes yes you could call it that um yes so yeah that's one of the things another thing that pops out is uh i used to draw comics just like for fun Mm -hmm. and write stories um and I remember I used to cheat on my reading logs uh like you know how you used to have reading logs yeah where you'd write like the books you read for library class or yes summer reading at the library yeah yes um I just really liked reading like Calvin and Hobbes comics but like those didn't count or something on the reading log so I just would like go through all these books and a bookshelf in my house and like cheat on them cheat on my reading logs but I really liked uh looking at books with lots of pictures in Mm -hmm. them like uh do you know Amelia's notebook I don't know 
it was like it. a was it like a kids book? Yeah, it was like a I guess it was like a girl's notebook. It was portrayed as like a girl's notebook that she doodled in and mm-hmm. wrote in and just like a journal and yeah. I really see my drawings and writing uh kind of reflecting that. Um so yeah, I guess uh comics and jazz. Okay, early That's on. Childhood Ash. That's great. <laughs> I can just see like a mini you like in a beret like smoking a candy cigarette and like I did love playing candy like a cigarettes. record. So Okay, so that was kind of were your parents necessarily was it a creative household? Was it like were they constantly like challenging you creatively or your I know your your sisters in in the fashion industry was that kind of did that have an effect on forming this curiosity or was it kind of being the youngest child uh you know I was also thinking about that today uh thinking about this show and so my dad is a lawyer Mm -hmm. um he's very practical but he did used to um be super artistic in his youth he used to draw comics and uh write stories um and my mom has always been really into music uh but she was a teacher uh they're both practical minded with sort of creative secret mm-hmm. desires yeah to soften um, the edges or yeah, yeah totally. uh my sister Lindsay is also very creative but in a completely different way than I am I think um so I definitely feel a lot of influence from her because I look up to her a lot and admire her Mm -hmm. but she's very type a um and fashion and uh sleek kind of fast moving New York way yes yeah totally and um, my brother is very type B and we kind of share a similar personality and a similar way about creating. Um, so I guess I've related to him more in a creative way. Uh, he has always loved to draw and play music. Um, but he's also more quiet. My sister is... Uh, she studied journalism and she's uh, good at speaking. So I guess I have taken little bits and pieces from everyone yeah. in my family. But right. it wasn't really a super creative family. Uh, so I guess I like to be the creative one. Yeah. Or something. Totally. And like what does that. that, like, what does that mean to you? Like, what. What makes a person creative? Um, is it kind of acting on impulse? Is it putting things into the world? And like, why why do people need to be that way? And what does that even mean, you know, to you? I know that's a question we can tackle later on too, if we want to build up to it. But no. you know, when did like in your adolescence, as you were growing into like becoming a young woman, was it that was that what you were like putting out into the world? Your frustration, your angst. I guess for me, being creative has always kind of been a rebellious thing Um, because I I mean, everyone when they're younger is trying to fit in and trying to be normal, Mm -hmm. whatever normal means. Um, But I don't know. I just remember like not making the cheerleading squad or something like that just having those moments in growing up um and being like oh my god why why can't mm-hmm. i be a cheerleader that was me with madrigals yeah you know the like choir like the elite choir members all made madrigals and they told me like the directors literally told me the year before like I wanted to join the Chicago Children's Choir, which would have been sick. Like, they've performed with Chancellor ever. I mean, I wasn't a kid then, but, you know. Um, but they were like, no, no, like, stick on. Like, you'll totally make magicals. And then I didn't, and it was so heartbreaking. And it's like, you know, you're 15. That's like your first big failure. Mm-hmm. Totally. I totally get that. So what did you do when that didn't work out? Did you? Well, I guess 
being creative for me was always like a unique outlet that no one could really take from Mm -hmm. me or say like uh it's just such a mysterious realm and a magical realm that you can't if you want to be creative and you want to exercise that part of your brain uh then you are creative in my mind Mm -hmm. um if you want to think artistically then you are creative I just think it's it's more of a choice and you have more of a choice than being lumped into some category. It's always just been something that's really liberating. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's move into the next kind of area of influence. Mm. Um, what were you what were you thinking? Do you want to talk about storytelling or, or the mm. specific type of drawing that you do or general icons? What um yeah, I don't know. It was hard for me to pinpoint my biggest influence today, but I'd say in most recent times with my most recent uh, sort of inspiring or inspired periods mm-hmm. of creation, mm-hmm. they have been based off of TED Talks, <laughs> as you know. Oh my God, as I'm a victim of <laughs> It's victim. true. No, I am a such glad a victim. Fan I know. Head talks. Tell me why. What is it? Um, and how frequently do you watch them? <laughs> according to my inbox, <laughs> listener <laughs> Ashley sends me a lot of links to things. It's great. They're great. I try to read them all or watch them all, but that would be impossible. Yeah, it would. I. I guess it it boils down to when I'm most creative is at the time when I'm most vulnerable, most lost, most um, out of ideas, ironically, Mm -hmm. um, and just desperate, literally starving in Paris because I can only afford 10 eggs to eat for a week. I remember that exact conversation. Something, like anything like that. And And I remember you called me and and you were like, (laughs) I have 10 eggs. I'm great. I, and I was like, Ashley, you are literally a starving artist in Paris. Like, this is fucking crazy. Come on. Oh, God. But TED Talks are you just... still the internet, I guess. Yeah. Is that when just... you started watching them was Paris? What were you doing in Paris? Why don't you tell that that story? Um. Well, short answer, no. I started watching them, I think, in New York. Okay. Or at least before that. Yeah. But... Uh, Paris was a nice time. Mm-hmm. Um, very influential in general. Mm-hmm. I went to Paris, uh, as you know, to act. Yes. Because I was at a point of desperation in New York, lost, lonely, and I took an acting class and I found that it was exactly what I needed at that moment just how I wanted to express myself at that point a couple years ago. Um, And I was working at a company that I didn't particularly love the nature of the environment, um, but I learned a lot there. Uh, So nothing bad about that company. But uh, it was the New York grind. It was the the nine to five, which as a type... Be personality. Nine to eight. Nine to eight. Oh, God. Mm, anyway. Yeah. That was not aligning. Yeah. So then you found this program in, in Paris. Yes. Well, I realized that the CEO of my company was speaking French all the time, and that was really the only reason why I liked working there. So I was like, let's <laughs> hmm, hear his French. Maybe I should just go to Paris instead of working at this job to hear French being spoken on the phone. Um <laughs> So I was like, how could I go to Paris? Well, I'm sitting in my acting class and I'm listening to the teacher and I'm zoning out, daydreaming like, shoot, I really like this class, but you know, I really need to be worrying about what I'm doing in Paris because I told my boss I'm quitting in two months. I have to have a plan and I suck at planning. Um, And then I was like, hmm, what if I just apply to school for acting in Paris? 
And I just looked up that night. Where did Audrey Totu go to acting <laughs> school in Paris? Because <laughs> I was obsessed with Amelie at the moment. Yeah. And uh, applied there and uh, they let me in. And yeah. that's pretty much all I planned. Other wow. than nannying some French boys. And that's kind of how my life goes. Mm-hmm. Let's yes. talk about that spot and that little something that people can't quite put their finger on <laughs> which is you and you're because i'm moving too much that they can't actually <laughs> literally touch they literally my can't touch head. head yes <laughs> that um but you you're definitively the most spontaneous person that i know um and that's amazing i i'm constantly like <laughs> jaw dropped like how is she doing this <laughs> What is that that fire? And and then how do you like? Would you say that like you you summon these things into being, or you force them, or like what what is this? Because like basically, to sum it up, Ashley has lived since she graduated from Champaign Urbana in 2010. She's lived in New York. Oh, 2014 actually. Oh, 2014. Right. Oh God, I was thinking high school. Uh, 2014. Okay, so that's three years ago. <laughs> I like 2010. That sounds right. Oh, You've lived in. Par- you visited me in England, mm-hmm. then you went to Paris, and then you went to New York, lived there for a couple of years, then then this Paris thing, and then back to Chicago. Yes. How and why? Why do you need to travel so much? Well, I'm at a point right now where I'm like, I am good on traveling for a little while, yeah, at definitely. least. Um, but that's definitely a, been a choice. Um where traveling is never really a choice for me. It's always an urge that I always would like to go on. Like if someone gave me a plane ticket right now, I'd be like, yeah, screw that yeah. settling thing right. I just mentioned. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I guess I've always been super drawn to an escape, which is why I love acting so much. Um, and any art that kind of lets you escape in any way um and I like thinking of fantasy and I don't like thinking of reality so thinking about traveling somewhere engages your imagination in an awesome way Mm -hmm. that sitting in a room in reality does not yeah um I just love the whimsical, magical possibilities that can happen, which can also totally happen in reality when you're settled in a place, but it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. For some reason, there's like a story that goes with trips mm-hmm. and a story that goes with traveling to a new place. Yeah. You feel like you're going to receive new gifts that you can't possibly receive here. I don't know. It's just magical, right, to me. And it's I the really allure. Like magic. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And now we'll talk about Harry Potter. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> okay. So, what's your favorite TED talk? Because we we're still talking about. Ooh. Yeah. Tell me about your. Give me the little like synopsis of your absolute favorite. If you had to tell somebody, mm. watch this. Yeah. Well, um, Brene Brown's talk about vulnerability is really good. Have you seen that one? I think you sent it to me. <laughs> Let's hear it again, though. <laughs> it's like, um, it's this woman named Brene Brown just talking about how uh, vulnerability is essential to many of the most um, positive elements of human life like love um and i can't think of any of these ones (laughs) love is the only one that matters (laughs) but love creative work yes love uh creative work yes exactly um but i have to say that's a runner-up that did influence me a lot um in my creative work but one that has influenced me and actually single-handedly make made me move to Paris um was one with a woman talking about um how quote you are the author of your life 
um, which rings in my head daily um, because I was just living this life, just kind of going through the motions, not liking my job, wondering why I wasn't creating more. And uh, this talk is just so incredible. It's this woman saying, um, you make your choices. You choose who you want to be with all of your choices. You could be a, a chocolate donut eating philosopher or a, you know, oat, plain oatmeal eating lawyer <laughs> and... Um, like you, there's no right or wrong is really what rang, uh, loudly for me because I feel like I was always the the disdain that you put on oatmeal. Just, I love it. I like oatmeal though. Yeah, no, me too. But I don't know. I feel like up until I saw this, this sounds foolish, but up until I saw this a couple years ago, I was trying to make the right choices, not for me, just just objectively right choices Mm -hmm. and when I saw this I was like wait what is right nothing is right it's only right if you say it's right yeah so it just kind of spun my world around and I was like what's right for me is going to Paris right now and acting and I did it and I felt like I was on fire for a period of time where I was just listening to my truth and I still have those periods and eating one egg a day (laughs) That Let's was not when the be. fire was kind of going out. <laughs> but but yeah, just listening to your own truth and realizing that that is the right choice. But how do you find that truth, people will ask. What does that yes. even mean? Like what what how do you harness that? Like what cuz there's just so much Oh, Chance the Rapper's on the news right now. Oh. Sorry. Um like that. <laughs> there's just so many distractions, there's so many there's so much shit in the world. There's so much good shit, so much bad shit, so much stressful shit. You know, it's just like all this stuff. Like, what is your truth? You know what I mean? And I don't, I yes. know that you're not, I mean, you aren't basically an expert. I think you're an expert on this kind of thing because it's what we talk about on the phone all the time. Um, but yeah, what is it? Um, I think it's what makes you feel joy. What makes you feel like, you're on fire with passion and what makes you feel like you're not tired. You absolutely want to do this thing. Um, you could stay up for 48 hours doing this thing. You love it so much. Um, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's, I think it's listening to your gut and that takes a lot of practice to even know what that is. Yeah. But um, just when you have an urge to do something, instead of saying, hmm, is that a proper thing to do? Just saying, yes, I'm going to do that. Unless it's like jumping murdering off a bridge or murdering someone. <laughs> but maybe that is your truth. Maybe you're a horrible person <laughs> and you just found out. Yeah. Um, yeah We're not endorsing that, by the way. Practicing. Yeah. Listening to yourself. And that involves trying things, right? Like that's huge yes. because, you know, you can go about your day only tell- telling yourself this one story that's yours. You don't even know what the fuck's out there. Mm, I feel like you're really good at, you're just like one of these people that uses the internet and like people to just like, you just thrive on like all this new, all these new ideas and all these new programs that you could maybe apply for or like an internship and blah, blah, blah. blah. There's always just new (laughs) possibilities. It's it's the possibility. And I think that's Mm. what you thrive on. And I know that our personality types are the same, ENFPs. And I, there's one thing that's like, in that description, um, which is like the ENFP uh, prioritizes the idea over the like actual. Mm. <laughs> it's the ideas yeah. that bring, you know. Which is like we giggle at that. Yeah. We're like, yeah, we love ideas. We, do. we hate practicality. Right. But at the end of the day, someone hates big ideas and loves practicality. Yeah. It's just about finding what energizes you mm-hmm. and knowing that other things energize other people and you can't even fathom that like I remember yeah. 
when I was leaving for Paris, I went to the doctor one last time because it was the last time I would have health insurance in for Paris. quite a while. Uh, no, oh, here. leaving New York. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my doctor. I was just so excited. I was like on fire for yeah. these two months. I was like, I'm going to Paris. I was like telling everyone. I'm like quitting my gym. I'm like, they're like, do you want to suspend it or delete it? I'm like, delete because I'm moving to Paris. <laughs> just telling everyone. Yeah. And my doctor is like, I'm like, yeah, this is my last time seeing you because I'm moving to Paris to act. And she's like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, have you ever uh, dreamt of doing anything crazy like <laughs> because that? Because you ask those questions to <laughs> random ass people. <laughs> yes. They're all instantly like, huh? What is she? Well, what did she say? I always just yeah. imagine that everyone would be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to move to Paris too. Yeah. But. It turns out everyone's totally different. My doctor was this cool woman who was super personable. And I was like, yeah, she secretly has artistic dreams too. Mm-hmm. But she's like, you know what? When I was in high school, we had uh, the opportunity to take science classes or art classes or a balance. And I chose all science with zero art classes because I loved it so much. And I was like, you know what? That's great for you. Mm-hmm. And we're all just so different. Yes. And it's beautiful. Yeah. No, and that's where collaboration is, you know, obviously huge and important. Um, so let's use that to get into the improv thing. Ooh. I don't know if that's a, an influence of yours. but Yeah, it is. You read my mind. Is it? Okay, so then let's talk. <laughs> um, you started taking improv classes a couple months ago at IO. Yes. Uh, in Chicago, how's it? How was it? What was your takeaway there, and why are you including it as an influence? Um, Iowa was fantastic, uh, and I think it's more generally an influence because I just grew up watching Saturday Night Live, and whose line is it anyway? Yes, whose line is it anyway? Mm-hmm. And just all those awesome shows. That really just originate from Chicago, a Chicago community. Totally. Um, which is awesome to grow up in the Chicago area and not really, I mean, not really realize how incredible the Chicago comedy community is oh, because you, it's just all you know. Yeah. And you're like, well, everyone's that funny. Right. And then you go across the world and you're like, why don't uh. you guys like to laugh <laughs> mm-hmm. ever? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think uh, I guess I was just raised with the thought that you have to laugh through life. Otherwise, it's going to be a long and bumpy ride. Yeah, for and, sure. And uh, I am one of those people. And I think a lot of people are this way that. Or I was talking to this girl last night at this uh, performance art showcase. This other performer, and she was like, we were talking about improvising and how a bunch of the performers were just improvising their whole thing. And I was like, well, that's kind of how artists go through life, isn't it? That's just life, improvising. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah. Like, I don't know. I think some people like to have everything planned out. And it stresses them out if they don't. And Mm -hmm. some people, like me, like improvising, and it stresses me out if I have to have a plan. Mm -hmm. Again, finding your truth. Mm -hmm. Um, I just love comedy. Yeah. That's so darn funny. It is. It's great. (laughs) The point. (laughs) Can I put that as, like, the bio? (laughs) Ashley Corday. (laughs) I just love comedy. It's so darn funny. (laughs) Yeah. Um, what makes you laugh the most? Mm. Or who? I don't know. You know, I kind of just, I love just like stupid jokes, Mm -hmm. like corny dad jokes are really (laughs) my number one laugh. For sure. Like my dad just makes the worst puns. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the number one like i don't know brainy like really cerebral comedy mm-hmm. is really funny too Dimitri martin and yeah yeah oh yeah mike barbiglia and all those guys 
But honestly, a good pun gets me laughing more <laughs> than anything. <laughs> I wish I could think of it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like uh, really like dark comedy too. Like that show Louie. Mm-hmm. Um, really gets me also because I suck at committing to TV shows and I made a new year's resolution a couple of years ago to just get into one TV show. And that was the one I picked. So maybe it's <laughs> still biased, but I feel like, like, I don't know any TV shows, but this one's really funny. I was like, this is the best Funniest. month of yeah. my life. <laughs> I love that. That's your new year's resolution. I feel like most people would be watch less TV. <laughs> A little, yes. like a little kid, like with a microscope. Like, what is this television thing? People are all excited about stand up, though. Yeah, I guess it revolves around stand up. Yeah, like I watched Seinfeld growing up, mm-hmm. and Louis does stand up on his show. Yeah. So I guess comedy brought out from real life situations. Mm-hmm. And what is and it about like puns. the performance? So you did a performance last night. Mm-hmm. Um, which sounded interesting and (laughs) it's funny because you call me and you're like I don't know what I want to do for this thing and I'm like okay what are the options and you said so that the theme of the night was um time slowing down there wasn't really a theme okay it's like a it's this showcase called jello which shout out to jello it's really cool showcase that just kind of maybe I should get them in here Yes. Mm-hmm. It just like lets artists kind of try some things out. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing super specific. Um, but uh, it was, I was supposed to sing or I was asked to sing and I was going to, but I was really stuck on like sad songs and I didn't want to be sad. Um, so... At the last minute, 10 p.m. the night before, I'm like, I'm going to go to Target and get a bunch of uh, poster board signs. And I'm going to write uh, really thought-provoking, inspirational messages (laughs) on these signs. And ask the audience to open up and just think about these things. Mm -hmm. Um, So what were some of the questions? Ask me some of the questions. Do I have to answer them? No, you answer them in your head. Okay. Ready? Just ask me and the listeners. Okay. Um, what do you fear? Embrace it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did you wish for that one? <laughs> Did you hold them? Well, I can just picture you holding the board and, like in front of your face and then lowering it and being like, embrace it. <laughs> See, it was actually funny to me, but it was taken as a very serious oh was it okay what are the questions for <laughs> sorry um so yeah so it said like what is your biggest dream but i wouldn't say that out loud i would say i would let the audience read it and then i'd say are you chasing it <laughs> or it would say what do you love uh-huh. and i'd say follow this <laughs> And I gave everyone roses, and I just felt like <laughs> I love it being light yes. and loving. But next time, who knows? Maybe I'll sing a song and cry about it. <laughs> it's just so. Why do you like to ask people questions like that? Because the the average person that would be like a terrifying thing to a ask someone, b answer, but like in a good way, you just. I know that you and I are friends because we both kind of just cut through the the bullshit. Um, and, you know, I don't know. Yes. Why do you like, why are you so curious? And is curiosity what, you know, you have so many like friends in all these different places and what's the link there? I don't know what this question is. <laughs> you know, it for me. Yeah. No, that's a great question. I think, um, I feel like that also kind of ties into escape, like an escapist Mm. uh, mindset. Um, In my improv class, actually, at the end of the first course, uh, 
it was like we were everyone in my class was going individually and my teacher would kind of like ask us to do something different than we usually do and for me he uh he asked me to make up my own thing without listening to someone else and without bouncing off of them. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know how to do this. I mean, I can, but I just, I really get a lot from other people. I like to be a chameleon and kind of be inspired by someone else. Mm -hmm. And be immersed in someone else, which is why acting is really fun. Yeah. I think it's amazing to just understand the inner workings of another human being and how they think. And I think it helps me, maybe you, to understand your own mind Mm -hmm. and uh, in turn help others it's like a ping pong ball yeah, effect right. um yeah i don't i don't know i i just think other humans are fascinating and i love exploring that in art um i think that's why i like expressing myself in art just to connect to other humans and you had a kind more. of photo series that you did or a portrait series of kind of random people that you met that you then would draw right Oh, yes. Tell me about where that came, or is it the same kind of thing? It kind of is the same thing. Um, I guess all of my creative endeavors boil down to my love of intimacy. Um, And sitting down and drawing a portrait of someone's face, just number one, finding someone who will sit down with you for a couple hours and just let you draw their face mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. Um, two, what you learn about someone just by looking at their face is amazing. And three, talking to someone while you're just like looking into each other's eyes because you're taking in every detail. Mm-hmm. It's just such a wonderful, loving, intimate experience. Um, and I love just being able to have the opportunity to experience intimate moments like that. Yeah. Which is why I also love falling in love with everyone I mm-hmm. meet a little bit. Yeah. And that's a thing. <laughs> Should we make that an influence? The love story? Uh, yeah. Is I mean, it? Definitely. What is, why? Is it about the chase for you? Is it about? What? No, I think I have always loved love stories. I haven't found out why yet, but love is the most magical thing there is in my eyes. Mm-hmm. No one really understands what it is, but we all experience it. Mm-hmm. It does magical, powerful things to people, um, to communities. Uh, it builds beautiful things. It just helps a lot of things grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and like with the law of attraction, people who believe in that say that love actually creates things with its powerful energy. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Yeah. I love that stuff. Ah. But um, yeah, I just... Uh, I fall in love with specialty and novelty and every person has something that is special and novel and completely unique about them, like a snowflake. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I just love to kind of like discover that thing. Right. And I will love them until I discover it and then I'll love them for that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just trying to notch every person on the planet and so far i've got a few (laughs) but uh no definitely it's not the chase it's just an appreciation of every person Mm -hmm. in their own special way i wish i could all just hold you all in my little pocket (laughs) i just love people i don't know what it is i just imagine you have like cargo pants (laughs) stuffing like (laughs) small 
people in there. <laughs> that's, that's the dream. Um, that's the dream. All right. That's so, my next project. Yes. Um, okay. Um, let's talk about another person specifically, like an icon. Who do you like? I see you as like a, are you an Audrey Hepburn? Are you a, hmm. like, what's your, you know, you go out, you have such an air of mystery about you. And I think that, I mean, I don't know. It's even as your best friend, <laughs> it's like you just are very like fluid and graceful. And where wow. do you try to capture that from? What person passed really? You know, I do always have an affinity for Audrey Hepburn. Mm-hmm. But I feel embarrassed about it because I feel like she's so cliche, cliche and like sold on every corner with a little fan with her face on it or something yeah yeah for sure but that's bullshit i mean her why why her yeah she just it's like audrey hepburn and marilyn monroe Mm -hmm. i just like as a teenager i was like my gosh they're so wonderful and audrey hepburn especially has just this like air of elegance and grace and humanity um and uh she was just like an awesome humanitarian super talented came from nothing um and just has this iconic status throughout history never tainted Mm -hmm. in any way and i just think that's incredible um but maybe i guess it's more just the idea of true grace that really resonates with me um which i guess is being a humble person who's really talented and uh just shares a lot of love and gratitude through their talent Mm -hmm. and kind of grows that even more through the talent and yeah i guess that's just kind of my grandpa is like that in a way. He's not <laughs> oh, really not Audrey sure. Hepburn. I didn't really pivot. I didn't see that because <laughs> you were just like, I guess that's really my grandpa. I was like, oh, grandpa. It was like no. I was picturing Audrey Hepburn's like floating lovely figure. And then it's like, Gramps, hey, tell Very me about different. that. Yeah. My grandpa's different than Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> my grandpa is Audrey Hepburn. Whoa, that'd be a trip. No, he's just. That was funny. My grandpa is. Sorry, that's really cute. What's his name? His values remind me of Audrey Hepburn. Really? His name is Roscoe Randall. Oh my god. (laughs) Legend. I love Roscoe Randall. Oh, I love Roscoe. That's such a good name. He was an entomologist who discovered an aphid species that's named after him. So he is completely not Audrey Hepburn at all. And he his motto is it's nice to be important but it's more important to be nice mm-hmm. um he was on a list to be murdered by charles manson because he was doing good things for biology oh my god he's I just such a fun funny guy but he, he's just so humble and simple which is why i think i love audrey hepburn because she's very humble and simple and yet that's what makes her powerful and amazing mm-hmm. in an ironic way I guess it boils down to me loving irony. Yeah. Too. Right. What is the simplicity? Like, how in this day and age do you be simple? Present. Mindful, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's about just being mindful of being mindful mm-hmm. it's like choosing it's meta yeah just checking in with yourself is a big thing for me um which is mindfulness actually but just kind of noticing yourself and not punishing yourself or anything but just kind of every once in a while being like um like am i doing what i think is good right now or should I change course Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah I guess just always being conscious of yourself 
without being self-conscious. It's a hard yeah. line to meander down. And then when when you are trying to be creative, whatever the fuck that means, wh- how do you just do that? You know, like, how do you just sit down and write? How do you sit down and draw? Yeah. Is it because it does it require a certain amount of being for forcing yourself into it? Mm-hmm. Or do you need to just let it? Because I feel like for me, when I wrote poetry, which I use the past tense wrote because it has been a long time and I can't claim that I still do. Um, but it was like it would it would be just all of these insane things in my brain that just bubbled up and I had to. It was like a release. Like I had to write mm-hmm. it down. But then now I'm just kind of like settled not settled, ugh, but, you know, I have my certain things that I have to do. And it's like, when yeah. do I have time to be creative? What is yeah. being creative? Am I creative in how I form my day or how I, what I listen to? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's such a broad concept. And this podcast is about it. And I'm like, <laughs> still trying to figure no, it out. No, I totally feel exactly the same way. And I'm super fascinated by this concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and I research creative people all the time to see like what are they doing what did they do like I remember reading um about this because I love I mean every every creative person loves that spark of inspiration and you're like oh my gosh I have to write this down or like I don't know hearing something in your head that Mm -hmm. you're like oh that's a great song I have to play it right now but I like what um, Roger Ebert says, I think he says, uh, something about, oh gosh, I'm butchering this, but okay. it's, uh, it's like the muse does not arrive until you're creating. Um, like you can't hmm. wait for the muse. Yeah. And in addition to that, like just as important as that spark is the eventual flame, like it's not just about the spiking like that. I have an idea. I have another idea. You know, it's about the follow through. Yes. And that's something that I always have had to work it's on. It's tough. It is. But but yeah. that's the creativity too. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, how do you keep it fresh? Do you know what I mean? It's tough. It's just really a habit. Well, this is my take on it or how I go about it mm-hmm. in recent years. It's like a habit that you have to keep flexing this muscle with mm-hmm. um like i know that maya angelou used to rent a hotel room for like two hours a day just to write and i read that i was like that is yeah that's what you have to do you, you just, just have, have to, to put it in your schedule of yeah. like this is my free time like my time where i'm liberated mm-hmm. to create and you don't you're not forced to, but it's nice just to like carve it out. To know that it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. It's, I don't know. It's almost like a meditation. Yeah. But because who has time for that? You know, they say, What did you text me the other day? Didn't you text me? <laughs> yes. You said, Yeah. Um, it's uh, if you, well, you should meditate 10 minutes a day. And if you don't have time for that, you should meditate an hour. Yes. I love that. Which is like, Oh. Fine, but it's true. But meditation is yeah. I guess this all just comes back to like self love and self honor, kind of not in like a not in like a narcissistic way, but in a productive. I'm making myself the best that I can be to, in order to help society. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Just or feel good. And like that's fine. That's good too. Yeah. More Feeling important really good is yeah. helping society mm-hmm. in the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was so I also was I guess I read something recently or I just love doing research on like what are other creative people doing? Mm-hmm. Like, uh just helps me have peace of mind. Yeah. And um I, maybe I was watching a TED talk, something about <laughs> how um, someone said like creative people that are creating with the goal of like helping society mm-hmm. and like doing a good job. Was it that Awakened Woman book 
page that I sent to you? No. The having a purpose? Maybe. No, I liked that too. But I have this image in my head of this woman saying something like, those people suck. Mm -hmm. People who are like, I'm making a piece of art to To better the world. Yeah. Those people suck. Like, you just have to make what you are going to make. And it's going to help society if you are making it from a really true, like, point in your heart that you just want to get out because it's yours. And just... And it's love. And it's love. Yeah. That is going to help the world. It's not going to help the world if you're, like, aiming to do this big thing because you... want to benefit right someone Mm -hmm. else i think of exit through the gift shop remember that whole crazy document oh my god it's just this all it's all this whole conspiracy i don't even like i don't want to go into it because it's like butchering i don't want to butcher it but banksy basically you know banksy Mm -hmm. the street artist um it's it's like it starts out like kind of telling his story but then this other guy who was like apparently making the film or whatever like kind of swoops in and he's just like a total imposter <laughs> he's just totally imitating what? Banksy and like making money from it. and just like you know but it's just the guy who makes the film yeah it's really trippy it's a good documentary film? yeah it's weird <laughs> um but yeah that's a good one to watch um huh. but yeah just the kind of like intention you know like and most people are well-intentioned. It just sometimes can get kind of, you know, screwed up if they're looking for the success or the fame or whatever. It should be looking for the satisfaction of, like, I did this thing and I put yeah. it in the world. And, like, but it's natural. Like, it's we all have these points of, like, feeling important. Mm-hmm. I just read this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yes, I love that one. Yes. It's so good. Yeah, so you know what it says about, like, we have our human drives, like, to feel important. Mm-hmm. So that's why some people really always strive for fame. Some people strive to be rich. And because different things make different people mm-hmm. feel important. Yeah. Um, so you have, you. it's natural to cater to that stuff. Right. Um, but, you, yeah, you just have to be... Mu- mindful right to mm-hmm. just take care of yourself yeah first right and then the goodness will come i love it <laughs> that's good end quote ash Cordic. um and she said that on my radio show that'll Ooh. be on brainquotes.com <laughs> um radio show jesus it's already there. podcast I'm, yeah right someone else <laughs> um <laughs> So putting it all together, mm. and I know that that was like a really vague interview <laughs> in a lot of ways because yes. I didn't. We didn't specifically talk about your work or whatever, but I think we still painted the picture of like what creativity means to you. Yeah, and that's the point. Um, but is there anything else you wanted to kind of go into, or any final like, you know? words or where can people find you what are you Mm. looking to do in the next year what i don't know what else speak now yeah um yeah i mean it's funny we actually touched on a bunch of the influences i was brainstorming today good throughout this you just read my mind somehow (laughs) it's like we're best friends or something that's weird i just met you (laughs) um but yeah, I guess one that I didn't mention is um, hip-hop music. I was going to say music. We didn't really talk about music at all. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we talked about I jazz. Mean, music but, in general. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like rock and roll and hip-hop have been just so influential in my life. I think it's just also like the rebellious mm-hmm. nature of both of them um, to kind of like lift people up mm-hmm. um and I unite think it's kind of so yeah with a sound which is and cool disco too oh yeah which i've been getting into in this <laughs> last year just like any art form that can lift a community is so awesome to mm-hmm. me and i strive to be a part of 
any of that. Yeah. Um, What's a band that you've been really like j- jiving with lately? Mm. I don't know. You know, today I was uh, listening to Jamila Woods. Ugh, I'm going to get her on this podcast. I love Jamila Woods. I had Woods. one of her friends on last a couple weeks ago. Oh, she's so amazing. She's amazing. I can't wait to have <gasps> her on. Yeah, on the record. She- <laughs> She will be on this yes. before the end of the year. She just sang on uh, Nehi's song. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? No. Yes. She's My amazing. And she's a poet, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Amazing poet. She just sang on um, <coughs> the Chicago band Nehi's song. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just sounds so cool. And it's like, I don't know. I just heard that today and I was like, Yes, like rock and roll that I really care about, mm-hmm. like Chicago homegrown yeah. DIY scene uh, mixed with Chicago homegrown hip hop scene. Mm-hmm. Just so cool to yeah. like, see that collaboration. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, music is huge for me. But uh, in terms of going forward, um, I am working on a play i haven't even told you about i didn't this. even know that um yeah working on a play it's going to be it's still kind of in the works but it's going to be um called 10 ways to love and um it's gonna be like i don't want to give too much away but it's going to be raising money for um chicago youth arts and gang violence mm-hmm. um sort of charities that are going toward those causes and um gang violence intervention programs and uh sexual harassment uh women victims of sexual harassment charity mm-hmm. events um and things like that but it's yeah i'm uh it's going to be like six uh, 10 six minute pieces mm-hmm. incorporating spoken word um song and dance and uh hopefully it will be premiering in chicago in february or march and then i'm hoping to take it to new york and paris oh my god to be abroad again the next um, hamilton <laughs> You heard it but, here, folks. Yeah. So that's wow. an exciting thing. Mm-hmm. That is a recent development. Is it a one-woman show? Or are you working with people? Um, debatable. <laughs> so uh, it. Mm, I would rather it not be a one-woman show, but I might challenge myself to have it be fewer people that I'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of go against my instinct to always like bounce off of a bunch of other yeah. people. As far um, as reliability goes mm-hmm. and yeah, availability and, and with touring, but all the yeah. abilities, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if anyone wants to get involved, that would be great. Uh, I'm always open to new perspectives and ideas and um, inspirations. Uh, and I can be reached at ashleycordick at gmail.com. Easy peasy, or find her at ashleycordick on Instagram because um, she posts pretty things. <laughs> she has much more curated feed than myself (laughs) um but it's private oh it's private Mm. okay well send her a convincing email (laughs) maybe don't (sighs) yeah no it's private it was it's not always been private no recent development as well okay creepy no no maybe (laughs) (laughs) it's just the mystery the elusive Ashley Cordick who deletes her Facebook every other day in the best way yeah but that's why i love you i love you too thank you so much for having me on thank here. you for being here i'm so incredibly honored oh, to be please. on here <laughs> i am so honored and grateful to be on here and i'm so happy for you and this amazing show thank you ash it means a lot this is such a privilege oh thank well, you ditto Reese. girl and um Excited to see what the heck you 
make your life to be in the coming years and be a part of it as much as I can. Me too. Okay. Thank you. Let's see where the road takes us. Yes, let's Hopefully do that. Hopefully not off the cliff. No. I think something to do with a little, what, what's our theme song? America by Simon and Garfunkel. That'll Ooh. be like the montage song. <laughs> our life is a movie. Um, okay, well, thank you again. Again, this is you, my darling friend, Ash Kordick. Um, and you I can find you. her on the internet. I love you too. And I'm excited to see where the road goes, as we said 30 seconds ago. I'm getting delirious now. Me too. Three in the morning. It is, essentially, <laughs> in my brain. Um, okay, thanks so much for joining me. And this is Lease FM. Mm-hmm.